Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. And every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this ninth edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year, I visit with Mark Tupper. Mark is the president of the Monmouth College Alumni Association, and he's yet another example why it's not only great to be a Scot, but also why it's great to meet a Scot. The 2023 edition of Monmouth College's Homecoming, or as those who are hip and urbane call it, Moco Hoco, is now in the books. It was held October 6th through October 8th. And what a great weekend it was. Reunions were held and celebrated. Awards were given. Alumni and friends were inducted into distinguished college organizations. Concerts were held. And a royal court was named. A big congratulations. Congratulations to Zach Edmonds. He's Mama's Director of Alumni Engagement, which is another term for alumni director. And he was the maestro of another wonderful homecoming weekend. You can read more about homecoming weekend as well as check out photos and videos from the live streams by going to monmouthcollege.edu slash homecoming. In addition to a main story about Homecoming Weekend, be sure to read the Homecoming Notes story, also written by Mama's own Barry McNamara. That story includes great vignettes and anecdotes that marvelously illustrate the essence of the Monmouth experience. Of course, Homecoming Weekend would not be complete without a gathering of the board of the Monmouth College Alumni Association. And the person who leads that August organization is Mark Tupper. He's a member of the Monmouth class of 1994 and Zeta Beta Tau fraternity. As Mark explains, he didn't so much volunteer to be involved with his alma mater, but he's sure glad he listened to the appeal. I was actually talked into by getting with the alumni board by Molly Harrod. Prop, props to her. She is the wife of a ZBT, which I'm a proud member of as well. And we had lunch together, and she got me re-engaged. Obviously, you enjoyed it enough to not only stick on the board, but also become president of the association. Yeah, I'm honored to uh, fill those shoes. They're big shoes to fill with Andy Kerr stepping down last summer. Um, but it it's, it's gives you a full heart to serve, serve and protect the school. Well, what's kept you engaged? Uh, it, you know, you don't get paid for this position. It's your volunteer. What, what's helped you stay involved with your alma mater? I think it's that bubble, if you will, the, the Monmouth bubble, because as soon as you enter it, even coming into town, you just feel good and your heart is full when you walk in or drive in and it's full the whole way home. And it's, it's just a magical place. Let's go back to the time you were in the Monmouth bubble. Before you came to the Monmouth bubble, what attracted you to Monmouth College? You came here during a period where you didn't get emails, you didn't get push notifications or go to websites to learn about a college. How did you discover about Monmouth College and what brought you here in the first place? Well, you're, you're dating me now as far as how old I am, as far as uh, text messaging and things of that effect. But they, uh, the Moore family, husband and wife, also graduated from Monmouth. They're not with the school anymore now, but they came to my high school 
and you know the old old days of just having a table set up in the foyer and I stopped by visited with them and they right away encouraged me to do a campus visit which I did with my dad and we drove over from Peoria and did a campus visit and then I came a second time and did an overnight and um, it was wonderful they packed the schedule full of just life at Monmouth and the conversations with current students especially just convinced me it, it didn't take much at that point talk about your time here at Monmouth what did you major in what were you involved in what was it like being a student in the mid-90s um, it was it was great I'll, I'll start with that I was obviously a member of the ZBT fraternity um, I was also in wind ensemble so I was involved with a lot of different bands here and there and just activities throughout that kind of crossed between the Greek system and the non-Greek system and just being involved and it just you always felt like you were with your family. What did you major in at Monmouth and and did that line up to what your career wound up doing or how did that work out? Yeah, uh, my major was accounting and it did line up. I've been in accounting and finance ever since in various capacities and I think it truly laid the groundwork for that liberal arts side of accounting is what it is. It's debits equal credits. But seeing it from a, a perspective of a liberal arts education has helped me quite a bit. Talk a little bit about what you hope to accomplish as president of the Alumni Association. What are some of your goals? My biggest goal, as I've worked with Zach Edmonds on this as well, um, is re-engagement. I'm, I'm a... Uh, I'm a re-engaged alumni, and there's a lot of us out there that we consider the lost generation that my goal is to make them unlost and get them back engaged with the school and supportive of the school and sharing their experiences with the alumni board as well as the school in general. Why is it important for alumni to be involved, do you think? Well, you... Let's face it, alumni being involved helps the school generate financial support. Um, That's the reality. But it's also important, I think, for recruiting new students. If we have an active alumni board, an active alumni group of the tens of thousands that we have, then it helps prospective students to see that engagement and they fall in love with it just like I did. You know, one of the things you hear about higher education these days is a trend toward bigger, bigger schools uh, of 20, 30,000, 40,000 students. Uh, Mama's a little bit of an alternative to that, isn't it? It absolutely is. And if you want to go to a big school like that, great. More power to you. It's not for everybody. Um, I visited a school that was 5,000 people. And the concern that I had was, okay, I'm just going to be a number. And you're sitting in a lecture hall with 50, 60 people, and that's your average class size. That wasn't for me. You know, I, I believe the the ratios, I don't remember the ratios, but, you know, my biggest class was 30. But it's because it was a somebody, it was a course everybody had to take. So it had to be bigger. 
everything else was 10, 11, and then you had that personal touch from the professors especially. You're listening to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm talking the Monmouth Alumni Association, Mark Tupper of the Monmouth Class of 1994. Before we get back to my conversation with Mark, make sure to circle October 21st on your calendar. That's when the Monmouth College Wind Ensemble will present its fall concert. It will be at 7.30 in the evening on that October 21st, and it will be in the Cash Performance Hall of Dahl Chapel and Auditorium under the direction of music professor Justin Swearinger. It's free and open to the public. The concert will draw on its white and crimson title from a work by 2018 Monmouth alum, Sean Clink. Of course, Sean became quite familiar with the college's alma mater, a flame of white and crimson, during his four years as a music major at Monmouth. At the October 21st concert, another Monmouth alumnus, Jaron Park of the class of 2019, he'll also have a role in that concert. He'll be playing the bagpipes during On White and Crimson. For more information, about the concert, go to monmouthcollege.edu slash calendar. You can also read about it in the news section. Just point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Now let's get back to my conversation with Monmouth Alumni Association President Mark Tupper. I asked Mark to talk about the relationships he forged at Monmouth and how many of them last well beyond graduation in front of Wallace Hall. Um, My advisor was Ken McMillan, who's now retired. Uh, We still stay in touch to this day. Not as often as I would like, but, you know, that's just life. So... But every time we talk, we catch up in, in five minutes. And so there's things like that. And Professor Connell, you know, I, I, was, I was disengaged with the school. But as soon as we re, rehashed that, it's like old times. And we, we relive what, what we did together. And then we talk about what's going on now. And it's, it's great to have those relationships. And, you know, people that are in the administration were here when I was here. And so it's, it's good to keep those relationships solid. Do you find that, obviously, you get a good education at Monmouth. You receive good information, good knowledge. But it's those moments maybe in between classes with faculty sitting in their office or sometimes having dinner at their homes that really sort of makes a difference. That's part of, I guess, what they call the Monmouth magic. Yeah, it absolutely is. And sometimes it's tough love. Um, And I think you need that as a 18 to 21 year old sometimes because you are away from home and some of the parental guidance you're not getting but you could always stop by your professor's office or your advisor or quite frankly a lot of people maybe you work for the food service director you stop by his office and you talk and nothing you could say could surprise them and they they were always understanding and caring and you didn't have to be one of their advisees you were just a student that needed help and that that creates that family 
Also, Greek life here plays a big role in students' lives. You remember, you mentioned that you were a member of Zeta, Beta, Tau, uh, known as ZBTs, uh, who are doing very well on campus right now. But one of the things you hear from a lot of the college's alumni who were Greek is how that had such an impact on them, the, the skills that they picked up there, I guess what they call in the business world, the soft skills. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you learn through a brotherhood or sister and the Greek life is that's an extended part of your family that lasts for way beyond the, this campus and I matter of fact I was just talking to my wife about this this morning you know I haven't talked to some of my brothers for 20 years um, I know I could call them today if I needed something and the first response you get typically is what can I do and it's, you know, it could be anything. And my fraternity son, I haven't seen him for 30 years. I ran into him last night. We caught up, like I said, we caught up in five minutes. And it was just so enjoyable to reestablish that bond. And we kept in touch over the years via text or here and there. But we hadn't seen each other for so long. And it, But then it was rehashing those stories, but also just reminder of the brotherhood that we had. And we still have to this day. And the leadership skills that you all develop in Greek life is something else, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we have structure. We have a president. We have officers, if you will, just like you would in corporate America. And so you're put into those positions, whether you're recruiting new members or you're doing it all trans, transcribes, if you will, to your leadership beyond Monmouth College and the, and the fraternity house. But alums listening to this podcast, maybe they're a little disengaged right now or thinking about getting more involved. What's your pitch to them in terms of why they should get involved with their alma mater? Get reengaged. They want to put their arms back around you. Um, we're, we're trying. We're stretching our arms. And sometimes you're slapping them away. I get it. I was there, too. But as soon as I got reengaged, my heart was full again. And you, you start to bleed that crimson again. That sounds like Mammoth gives something to you if you give something to Mammoth. Absolutely. You'll get back tenfold what you give to them. And a lot of it is just how you feel that you are making an impact. And it doesn't always have to be about financials. You remember the class of 1994? This time next year at homecoming, you'll be coming up on a 30-year reunion. Uh, that's pretty special. Probably doesn't seem like 30 years. Uh, it, sometimes it does. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 30 years, I, I can't believe it. I, w- I was back for 25 years, and we only had seven people come back. And I don't remember the final number. I think it was 120 in our class. And my first reaction to that was, okay, more need to be here to experience this. And I, and I hope that that's the case next year. I, I'm, I'm going to thoroughly enjoy myself next year, as I do every year. So what's your dream for Monmouth College? What would you like to see Monmouth College develop, evolve into, say, 10 years from now or 11 years from now when you're celebrating your 40th anniversary? Or let's say you're, you come back for Golden Scots in 16. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, my, my dream for Monmouth College is to continue to be themselves. And 
change for, you know, how the world is changing, but be themselves, continue to grow and continue to offer the same thing that I got. And it's just that community and that family and everything else will come after. That's Mark Tupper. He's president of the Mammoth Alumni Association. It was great fun to catch up with him over homecoming weekend 2023. That was back on October 6th through the 8th. To read more about homecoming weekend 2023, just point your browser to mammothcollege.edu slash homecoming. And go ahead and take Mark's advice and get involved if you're an alum with the Mammoth College Alumni Association. You can check them out online monmouthcollege.edu slash alumni and that's a wrap on this ninth episode of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year you can tell us what you think or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu be sure to put conversation in the subject line until our next conversation this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing thanks so much for listening so long everybody and have a nice day